authentic listening because then I could look like I'm listening. Even our first date, you said that I had like, what did you say, sweet? My eyes yeah. were like. You, you like glossed over. You like, you like, I was talking. I'm like, oh my God. It Am is, I boring her? Yeah, is, she's told a bunch of stories. I thought I was like listening and like expressive and like responsive. And now I am talking. Are my stories not interesting? Why is she staring at me like this? Because I was really listening. <laughs> right. Like I am listening. I'm active listening. <laughs> did, did I look like my dad? Yes. My dad? It yeah. was like, you, you had that almost like my turn. Look, all right, are you done? Are you done with that boring ass story that you just told me? <laughs> Gosh, I hope it doesn't look like that because I'm really trying to like, okay, I'm listening. Yeah. I'm really getting every word in. Yeah. And I wonder if there is a piece of like, it's my turn. Welcome girls to the Get Up Girl podcast where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. I'm excited. I'm excited to be finally on this podcast <laughs> after many pressurings and cajolings. Only 4,000 asks. Yeah. And you said yes, like my dad. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Get Up Girl podcast with your gal and host, Joanna Vargas. And I got to really tell you that I am so excited. <laughs> Because my boo is here today with me. I have been asking my boyfriend and partner, Patrick, to be on this podcast for over a year. And he said yes, like out of the blue. I'll ask and then he'll say no. And then I ask and then he said no. And then I asked last night and you said yes. And I didn't say anything. So I just threw you on. <laughs> Welcome, babe, to the show. Thank you. I just have to say that your dad was the inspiration, I think. I mean, seeing him do this constantly. <laughs> It was a was a was a good guide for me to get on. Was it like, oh, he if he can yeah. do it, then I can do it. Yeah, if if seventy five year old John can do it, uh, I should be able to do this. Although I am a little little nervous, but I'm excited. Yeah, what's for the nervousness? Because you don't like hearing your voice. Yeah, I'm just not familiar with this, and I feel like when I when I talk, I feel like I'm I talk in a in a very uh, intellectual manner, but yet here it's like it's recording everything it's the pressure of you saying something dumb you know it, it's i think it's just something that uh, i have to get over initially you, you, yeah yeah there's no way to sound dumb you sound great <laughs> and you're from the east coast so you gotta talk uh-huh. you gotta talk like that yeah i got a little uh little uh, cool sound to me <laughs> okay we're gonna talk about communication and that's one of the biggest things that have kept you and i together mm-hmm. yeah so to today's date. Mm-hmm. How long have we been dating, babe? Four, almost 14, 14 months. months. Yeah. Yeah. So a little over a year. The biggest takeaways for us in the past 14 months have been communication. Agreed. Been so important to us. And this is what we did. So you came up with three takeaways that you came up with for the last 14 months. And I have three takeaways. We have not discussed them. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about them today. What's the 
first biggest takeaway, babe, that you've had about communication since we started dating? Well, definitely the biggest for me has been not being defensive and having what's called active listening. And these, these are terms, these are things that I, I was never aware of until we started dating. And, you know, your, your mindset and your focus and, and the work that you've done on yourself for the past, whatever, 20 years, you know, has exposed me to a lot of different things and different people and different podcasts and different things like that. And being in this relationship with you, like I, I instantly realized that I didn't have certain tools and certain things that, uh, that were going to benefit us. I mean, I, I had the willingness, I would say, but um, one of the biggest ones was I was very defensive, very defensive. Anytime anything was brought up, anything that you would express, I would take it, take it on. Like, and, and it would really hit home and like, n not, not just from the fact of like me wanting to, to, to get to what it was that you were trying to tell me and to feel, but like, of course I did, but the defensiveness was always getting in the way in the beginning. So for me, learning to not be defensive, learning to actually stop, think about what it was that you were expressing and not internalize it to the point where it became all about me and I was spinning in my head. It was, it's the, the being able to actively listen to what it was that you were telling me, what you were expressing, whether I agreed or not, it's not even really, it wasn't even about that. And, and these are all things that took a while to learn, you know, and, and shout out to people like the Freemans and stuff that, that, that talk about these things. But for me is defensiveness, definitely not becoming defensive and trying to hear and listen to what you were actually, actually telling me and, you know, not, not make it about myself because that happens. It still does. It's, and it's not something I perfected, but it's something that I'm aware of. So having the awareness of the defensiveness even if and even now if i feel defensive it's i'm like okay you're getting defensive don't you know don't don't focus on that try to try to let that go try to let that th flow through you and and listen to hear and hear what it was you were actually trying to express so defensiveness not being defensive sweetheart now looking back where do you think that you learned that well i come from a very uh maternally aggressive mother very caring, very loving, but my mom was very on um, the offensive, always offensive, very offensive. So put me at a defensive level. Everyone in my house, I feel, was that way. We were always defending, always defensive because my mom was a strong woman, but she was loud and she was very fixed in her, her, uh, her positions on things and her values and everything. And this is what you should and shouldn't do and everything like that. So she didn't take any shit either. So it, it was very offensive from, from early on. Until I got to be a teenager, I started realizing that this, I wasn't able to, 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 to have that awareness of my defensiveness then, but I was aware of her offensiveness and I would, I would, I would then start to counter it, but in a non-constructive way, I would, I would have arguments with her. And so it wasn't listening or trying to absorb what it was that she was trying to, to express or where she was coming from. It was just like, ah, she's just mom being an ass and, or whatever, you know, being strict, so it, I, for me, it came from, I think, my mom definitely growing up in a very offensive household. 
Mm. Not offensive as in like <laughs> she was crude or vulgar or anything like that. Yeah. Although my mom did like to swear. My mom used some more. I never, that was one of the funniest things. You'd be watching a television show and she'd walk in the room and it'd be like some curse word on the television show. And she'd be like, what the F are you watching in here? Well, it's like, well, I just heard you say something way worse than that. Like, so, all right, maybe a little offensive that way. But I'm talking like she wasn't, you know, an offensive person. She just had an offensive manner, like very strong, very, very, uh, um, you know, pushing forward like you know, like an offensive team on, 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 on a sports and you were then always defending because it was always like a, a you know an attack it felt like so that's probably where i got it from hmm. interesting okay just learn that about you babe hmm. well for me my first thing i just looked at my notes <laughs> and we had the same thing babe yeah i wrote listen authentically i still have that babe when you're talking i want to come in and it's it's a piece of defensiveness as well, but it's also a piece of, okay, now it's my turn. So it's not to mm-hmm. defend, mm-hmm. but I want to add to the story. Mm-hmm. And I do that often. And a lot of times I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And you're like, it's okay. You don't have to be sorry. I'm like, I know. I know I'm steamrolling you because I want to jump into the conversation. And I do that often. It's not even just with you, with other people, because I'm so excited that when someone is talking, I jump in and I'll add little ad libs mm-hmm. all the time I'm like do you want to listen listen so with us with our communication it's really been about listening mm-hmm. and you said active listening mm-hmm. you said like authentic listening because then i could look like i'm listening even our first date <laughs> you said that i had like <laughs> what did you say sweet my eyes yeah were like, you you like glossed over you like you like i was talking i'm like oh my god it, am is, i boring her yeah is she's told a bunch of stories i thought i was like listening <laughs> and like expressive and like responsive and now i am talking are my stories not interesting why is she staring at me like this because <laughs> i was really listening <laughs> right like i I am listening. I'm active listening. <laughs> did, did I look like my dad? Yes. My dad? It yeah. was like, you, you had that almost like my turn. Look, all right, are you done? Are you done with that boring ass story that you just told me? <laughs> Gosh, I hope it doesn't look like that because I'm really trying to like, okay, I'm listening. Yeah. I'm really getting every word in. Yeah. And I wonder if there is a piece of like, it's my turn. Because our first date, I didn't feel like that. But now that we're more comfortable, I feel like, oh, I want to jump in. Yeah. I want to I add to the conversation. I want to add to the conversation. I want to talk. I want to talk. That's the biggest thing about the communication. Mm. So listening. Yeah. I, like I mean, something else I want to add with that too, though, is like, so I brought up to you that when I'm actively listening and then I'm feeling defensive, I'm aware of that defensiveness, right? I'm, so that's something that I've learned, something that I've, I've grown with since our, since our you know, start of our relationship. But with that comes then, okay, I am feeling defensive, right? So now I'm feeling defensive and then I'm becoming aware of the defensiveness. So then I'm sort of thinking about that, but now I'm taking away from my active listening because that's another challenge. If you think <laughs> about it, yeah. because, okay, I'm trying not to be defensive. I'm trying not to, to chime in. I'm trying not to defend myself, but in my head now I'm going, you're doing it. So now I've lost my focus on the, so it's just like another, this is a whole nother thing about, well, you're supposed to be listening, but you're going on in your head about, Oh, you're being defensive. Okay, well, don't be defensive. Okay, why are you feeling defensive right now? Okay, so now you have your old side conversation. Again, you have to draw yourself back into the focus. So, sure, I'm not, I'm not like defending to the point where I'm like, oh, no, that's not true, or that's not valid, or you didn't, I didn't say that, or you didn't. But you then, it's, it shifted a little bit into allow my own internal, an internal uh, 
you know, conversation that then takes away from what, what is it that we're really supposed to be doing here, you know, to, to really be listening and to really be hearing what you're saying. It's distracting. That's a distraction. Communication. Yeah. So important for mm-hmm. something. Yeah. What's the second one? What did you write down for the second <laughs> takeaway? So what I wrote down on the second one was having to do with sex. So for us, I think that when you're, when you're, I think when, when you're meeting someone new, right, you're, you're learning a lot about a person. There's, there's definitely all aspects. You don't know anything about the person. So with regards to sexual communication, I think that we did a pretty good job at expressing early on the do's and don'ts or the likes and dislikes. And, you know, that I think is key because there's, there's physical intimacy or physical part of a relationship is huge. So we've been very vocal about our expression of likes and dislikes in that, in that area. And uh, to me, I'm a very, one of my, my love language initially is, is a uh, physical touch. So having touch be exp- like what, what I like, what I don't like, and then hearing from you, what you do and don't like is very important to me. So being comfortable to be able to talk with you about these things that you weren't, you know, closed or prudish or, or, you know, you get what I'm saying. So it's, that aspect of our relationship I felt has from the beginning. I mean, there was some, you know, expressions of, oh, and then again, I'd be defensive about some of these things because it's a very sensitive area, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's very vulnerable. It's a very vulnerable time to, uh, to, to take any kind of feedback in any way. But I think that we were pretty good at expressing how we felt in that area and communicating again about what we do and don't like. And if the fact, hey, you know, I would, I would have liked it better if you did this, or I would have liked it better if you didn't do this, or, you know, how did you, you know, did you think I like that or did not, right? These were, these were things in the relationship and in that area that I think was, were huge for us initially. And and there's still, in all these areas that we're talking about, it's not like we perfected any of these, I think. I think there's still plenty of room to grow, um, which will, which will bring me to my third point in a minute. But, but that is my, my second point is that I think that our, our communication around intimacy has been pretty good. I think also the communication of how we communicate it. Because even though we can communicate about what we like and what we do not like, I think it's the energetics behind Mm -hmm. the words. Mm -hmm. For example, what I learned is to say, you know what, babe, I would really like this. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, I don't like that. Yeah. You know, and I kind of would say it a different way. The how is huge. The la- it would land differently. Yeah, the how is huge, especially with me. I've told you this before, like the, the you know, fly with honey vinegar thing is, is huge with me. It's like I'm, no matter what, you you could tell me anything if you tell me sweetly. And, and I, I receive it well. Well, what you're very, very great at, which I appreciate, and I think what has made our relationship stronger is that you will tell me what how you like to hear it where in the past people have not told me. So then I kept steamrolling and I didn't know that that person didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody listening out there and then if you don't communicate that you don't like the way they communicate, then it makes the communication harder. So it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? And you just keep spinning and spinning until I think the relationship is so far gone, but you didn't know or I didn't know that that way of communication was not serving the mm-hmm. other person. Yeah, because there was no expression of that. And yeah. You're, you're really good at that. Mm. Well, that's good to hear. Know. Yeah. 
Okay, my second one is my takeaway from the communication is that we are stronger afterwards when we have a communication. So you and I, after a argument, a fight, a quarrel, you know, and there's all different levels that we can have. We can have little oh, tips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There be levels. <laughs> there be levels. There be levels. Is that levels, <laughs> levels, levels. What, babe, what, what levels do you think we have? Have we hit the 10 yet? No, I think there's oh, more. I think there's I, higher. I hope not. You hope I, not. I hope not. I hope we haven't hit the 10. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get to the 10. I think there's a 10 out there. But yeah. Oh, all of you that are in relationships, you know what I mean? Like levels of fights. You have... Just little tips, little, yeah. uh, an argument. And then you have the type where you don't want to talk for a week or a month. Mm -hmm. You're just like, don't you look at me because I'm going <laughs> to punch you. And I love you and I don't like you right mm -hmm. now. So my biggest takeaway is that you and I can communicate during a fight, after a fight, and after, after a fight, and after, after, you know, the after, mm -hmm. after shocks. Mm -hmm. And we are always or in the past at least, and I hope moving forward, you and I get stronger yeah. after that because I, we communicate. Yeah, I think that's been a common, that's been a common theme for us. And we say it to each other is A, we think we've got the communication, but we've always said that even in the midst of fighting, like when I'm, when I'm trying to repair or, or apologize, I always throw it in there and you say it too. It's like, I know I want to punch you in the face or I want to kick you in the nuts or I don't want to see you, but, <laughs> but, but whatever, I know this is going to make us stronger. I like that, that there's that silver lining in all of this and it sucks. It sucks when we're going through it. You know, I hate it. I'm a, and we've talked about this, like I'm a repair quicker kind of person than you are. You know, you, you seem to take longer, but for me, but so that it kills me, but still during those times, it's like that, that's, that, that silver lining is always there so far that uh, I know we're going to get through this. I know it. I'm so confident and I feel so good about our relationship that so far, none of these things, maybe it's the 10 that's going to do us in. I don't know. But so far, every one of these times that we've had some sort of an issue or an argument or whatever, I, there's no doubt in my mind that we're going to get through stronger. it and we're going to be stronger. Yeah. I like to do surgery. Like when something happens, like let's go and, and create surgery and open up the wound and let's make it stronger. And sometimes you like to put a Band-Aid on it. And I'm a surgery girl. And Band-Aids are quicker mm -hmm. and surgery does not feel good. Yeah. It's not fun. There's more recovery, but there's less Band-Aids later on. Yeah. And I'm, I'm for... I'm definitely for getting down to the, the nitty gritty of it and to talk about the issues and stuff. But for me, it's, it's a lot harder to do from a place of like that, that, that point of anger or that point of uh, like, I can't, I don't want to look at you. I don't want to touch you. Like immediately, like even I want to go right to the, to my, to my love language. I want to start holding you and hugging you. And, and I, I want that in return so that, and then we can, Let's talk about these things. I'm not, I don't like to never talk about this again. Like, let's just bury this under the, under the carpet and, uh, and, you know, kiss and make up. But for me, the, the, the closeness and the hugging and the kissing helps me get to that point of wanting to talk about it and be more, you know, expressive and dig into those, those things, the issue, whatever it was that happened uh, more comfortably. Mm -hmm. It makes it more, it's more, I, I need that first. It's almost like, 
okay, I've got bacteria in that wound and I need the antiseptic, you know, the, the peroxide for me is the hugging and the kissing. Whereas for, you know, it's for you, it's safety. It's, it's the scalpel still. And you're you're going into, you're going into that gut. I don't feel safe yet. Yeah. I need to feel safe. And I'm like, give me a hug. Yeah. I need to feel safe first before I give you a hug. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel safe until the scalpel goes in. Yeah. And I, and I'm, I, I think I repair a lot quicker at that level. Repair, you know, that's what I need. I need that level of, of, um, of connection to repair. So I, I want it. And then sure. I'm, there's never been a time. I don't think where we've not talked about the issue, you know, I mean, well, it's just that that's my comfort level to then, to then move on. Yeah. yeah. And there has been some times when we have gotten a little in a little quarrel and I will hug you and, and gift the mm-hmm. love language mm-hmm. and I just need a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Third one, babe. What's the third takeaway from, gosh, the past year about yeah. communication for you? Well, I mean, we've already just kind of addressed a lot of it, but it's the repair, the repair part of things for me. Like knowing and having those conversations about the thing, the thing, whatever that thing was, the repair side of the thing is is huge for us and for me. Like that's been a huge part of our relationship. And again, it's not like it's making. I don't want to make it sound like we're we're quarreling every every you know week and then repairing and quarreling and repairing but you know um that definitely has been huge for us because again it's given me the confidence to know there's that light at the end of the tunnel again it's like you know there's some insecurities that come in when you fight like oh my god it's like you know is this going to be it or whatever so just from historically us having a pattern of okay there was an expression of, of a feeling, there was an anger, whatever that may be. Then there's communication and then there's repair. That that's, that sets a, a pattern and, and that gives comfort in the relationship for me. And I and I think that's been huge knowing. And I don't want to say, it's not, I don't want to come out of it like saying like it's cocky, like, man, this doesn't matter. I know we're just going to get through this because that's not how we, we take the situation or handle the situation. We take it, like you said, and we you know, we, you do the surgery or not, whatever we, we come, we come to the, to the, to the, to the place, you know, that, that makes us comfortable to, to then discuss it. But we do, we discuss it. And then I, I know that we're going to get through it and repair. So repairing has been huge for me and in, in our relationship. And with that is, you know, repairing is communication. I feel it's, it's, it fits the theme, you know, I think of it like this, you and I take a step forward and then we might take a half step back, but then you and I take three steps forward afterwards. I think in, and I'm going to say all relationships with business relationships, with any type of relationship that I've had with another human being, when I go forward and then take a step back or a half step back, because we've had a disagreement in the past, we've then taken three steps further back. And it's like, you're starting all over. Hmm. What makes you and I different is that after that surgery, I love using that analogy, you and I take three steps forward. And so for my third thing, hun, is seeing the contrast. Meeting you has shown me contrast of what is possible, of what is possible in another human being, what's possible in me on how to communicate with somebody, mm-hmm. what is possible in someone else and how we can communicate together. I didn't think it was possible, hun. I really didn't. I really thought that taking three steps backwards was normal. 
And that so every time you went on your journey, you just kept going backwards. What's that game life? Remember that board game mm-hmm. life? Like go forward or t- three steps back. Is it shoots and ladders? Maybe sh- shoots yeah, and ladders. Shoots and ladders yeah. Roll the dice and uh-huh. then you pick it. Okay, you have to go backwards. Now you go forward five and you go backwards six. And uh-huh. you just kept going back and forth until you got to the end. That's what I felt like before I met you. I see the contrast. I also see how I was the contribution to past stepping backs. I am not pointing the mm-hmm. finger. I'm mm-hmm. like one, my thumb is going right back at me. But the point is, I didn't know the possibility of what can be created. So I joined in in the drama and would take three steps back. So every time, you're the whole time you're trying not to fight. Any- because you know it's only going to push you back further. It's, there's no going to be no forward motion from the fighting. Correct. Yeah. So the whole time in any relationship, I am avoiding fighting, mm-hmm. speaking up for myself, speak, mm-hmm. saying anything that that person may not like. I'm in a business relationship. Oh, I'm going to be quiet. But now knowing every time we go forward, we go forward. Well, that's, that's a really interesting point because like you've developed confidence and safety in the relationship knowing that you can fight, which is an interesting, it's an interesting way to look at it. You know, you can wow. say, you know, you can say what you need to say. Because you know that regardless whether I can take it or not, whether I get defensive or not, whether we have an argument or not, that historically, it's almost like that, that cockiness I was describing. Historically, every time we've come out and moved forward. So why not do it? Why not be able to express yourself? I wonder what would happen if more of us were like that. But you and I were not like that individually before we met each other there was some magic that came together with you and i now it just didn't magically happen right sweetheart like you and i both did the work yeah as soon as we were dating uh we started to follow this couple follow them on instagram everybody they're the freemen mm-hmm. so it's at the freemans mm-hmm. sweetheart is that yeah what it is? i believe so yeah at the freemans yeah the freemans the freemans and they teach couples how to communicate and mm-hmm. you know things like that and the they're beaut- married and the beauty of their thing is it's not how to never fight it's how yeah, to fight right. smarter how to you know that you know they know that yeah, you know, you're, you're gonna, gonna go fight. into this Come you're gonna on. go into this yeah yeah uh-huh. you're doing of course you're gonna fight like people fight so and babe i just did a podcast on that today about spirituality and how you we think that fighting is bad and we judge it and you're not supposed to ever do it so we just we do our best to not fight. Do you remember the movie Fight Club? Mm-hmm. My favorite movie. Oh, yeah. Great. Remember in the part in the movie, babe, when he says, here's your homework. He would give homework assignments. Yeah, go find somebody. And he's like, <laughs> get your ass kicked. <laughs> go pick a fight. And yeah. he says, you're going to see that it's actually yeah. harder than you think. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, I could do this. Yeah, yeah. And they couldn't pick, like they're trying to pick fights and everybody would run away. Uh-huh. They're throwing water and they're doing this and everybody would run. Mm-hmm. Avoid the conflict. We're going to avoid the fight. We're going to avoid yeah. the conflict. So we do that in our lives. And with you, babe, I don't avoid it. I feel so safe mm. that I we can uh, we could get messy. It's like an artist. And if the artist is always trying to get the painting or the the clay or the song perfect on the first try, it's like it's not going to happen. You got to get in. You got to mix it up a little bit. You got to throw some spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. And that's what i see with you so anybody listening that they're going okay well that sounds nice joanna patrick how do i do that i'm looking for somebody 
or I'm in a relationship and it's the communication is not there, what would you say? Well, I think both people have to be open and receptive to the the communication. I mean, I think you said in the beginning, like it wasn't it wasn't like it magically happened, but one of our you know first times that we got into anything, I think just us being the people that we are, we were receptive to being receptive of more things. We were open to learning. I learned so much from you about mindset and and communication. And again, like I said, you've exposed me to some of these people, and I quickly adopted it. But I was I was open to it. So you know, if a closed-minded person, someone that is not willing to hear or willing to do any kind of development, it's a tough, it's an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I even I've heard the Freemans in the past talk about, you know, if, you're, if your partner is not willing, I mean, it, it, you can hear the frustration in their voice, but they still encourage the other person to continue to do, to look, to expose, because when you change, then the other person may change, right? But I think one of the greatest strengths that we had in the beginning is that we were both open. We, you just have to... If you care about the relationship, I think you really both need to take just an open approach to whatever it is that that you're that you're discussing, whatever it is that you're you know looking to improve. You, it's it's got to be an openness. And also, anybody listening and is single and would like a creationship—that's what we call it instead <laughs> of a relationship—because we create uh, together. I was very very clear. I think you too, very very clear on what we desired in our next relationship. We were very clear. And I was willing to date as many people as it took to find that person. I mean, I didn't meet you until my Mm forties. That's how willing I was to, to create that relationship because I knew what was possible, but sweetheart, I also didn't know that it could actually be this good too. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I thought I got an A plus, and I was thought a B plus would have been great or a minus would have been great. I'm like, I got a Ferrari and I was searching for a Mercedes. Yeah. And I, I landed on a Ferrari and I'm like, wow, it actually got better. I was extremely patient. When this last question, babe, when you were, I guess I don't want to say swiping or what are we saying? Looking for <laughs> when you're out there dating uh-huh. and you're open to a new relationship. Was communication up on the list for you? Or did you not know until you were in it? Contrast. I wanted someone that I could talk with, but communication, as we're defining communication now, wasn't something that I really focused on. I didn't realize that that was such a strength till I I found it with you. Like being able to talk to somebody about just in general about things, just have a conversation that's fun and, you know, a, a dating conversation. That's yes. what you were looking for. Yes. Yeah. But, but to find what we've had with communication with regards to the relationship and the strengths that have come from the communication, it, it to me, as you know, it, I mean, everyone listening doesn't know this, but to, to me, like the, the thing that I became so in awe of was our level of communication. We joke about it. And I was joking about it. Like I would stop neighbors on the street, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm dating this woman. You can't believe our communication. Like I was telling everybody, you can't believe our communication thing. And they're like, all right, shut up, dude. We're sick of hearing you and everybody uh, knows about your communication. Hey, 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 guy walking down the street. Uh, do you want to hear about my communication? No, no, no. But that, but I was so in awe over our ability to communicate and our ability to, to, um, to get, to get deeper, to repair, like all the things that we were just talking about, not just, just having a discussion. 
It was actually having communication. So no, I did. I know that's what I was looking for. No. But when, when I found it with you, I realized the value that was, that was key and that it's been key. It's been a cornerstone of our relationship. That, that's number one. Yeah. It's, I, I would put it number one. Would you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would too. That's mm -hmm. absolutely number one. And now knowing what's possible, I want, I would love to have this communication or even better with all people in my life. Yeah. Every single one. Mm -hmm. I know I've been doing it more. I've been focusing on it more with other people in my life. I have too. Yeah. Yeah. This, the communication with you has taught me the contrast of what's possible with mm -hmm. every single relationship. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's, it's, it's a work in progress, but yeah. it's, it's definitely interesting to see the results of it outside of our relationship as well. Wait, you would put, you'd put communication over foot rubs? <laughs> wow. I take, wow. I, I take that. Back. Okay. Foot I, rubs I, I are number so. one. I thought so. And tacos. <laughs> What's my nickname? <laughs> Magic fingers. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Bay, we need a, a title for this show. Are you going to come back? Did you like it? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's hear how the edits come out. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> has first right over for Yeah, I do. That's... He has editor's cut. If he doesn't like it, it doesn't make the You'll end. never know, though, because <laughs> I would have cut it all out. Well, we need a title for this show. We need some kind of cute thing. Okay. Creation trip. Creation ship. Yeah. Creation ship. We have to come up with it. Wait, we're supposed to come up with it now? Oh, gee, that's a lot no, of pressure. No, no, no. <laughs> Anything else, babe, before we put a bow on this? No, this was fun. It was interesting. Babe, we went 32 minutes. Mm, the room for edits. <laughs> <laughs> that went by fast. It did. Wow. That was good. Well, thank you everybody for listening. And if you enjoyed this, please tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I would love to hear your takeaways from today's show. Let me know if you want Patrick back and we'll bring him back. And uh, so he could... <laughs> He could uh, share it on Instagram. He's been falling in love with Instagram lately. <laughs> Them stories. He likes stories. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. And with your relationships, see what is possible with your communication, with all relationships in your life. And how does it get better? Right, babe? That's right. See you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.